Madam. Are you calling it Madame or Madam? I think I'm gonna go with Madam. Okay. I definitely <laughs> said Madame in the beginning. You for sure did. So but that's gonna, okay. okay. <laughs> I'll be saying Madam from here on out. I'm proud of you. This is growth. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Spice Track Pod. We have Madame by Sarah Kate today. This was a roller coaster of a read, but before we get into it, Sav, how are you doing? Well, let's just set the scene before we get into this because <laughs> this book was so spicy and people are at Emily's house so she's recording in the car. <laughs> I texted Sav and I said I have to record in the car because I have to talk about the spice. <laughs> like the whole thing I was blushing sitting here like adding my stuff in yeah Uh uh-huh yeah so I feel the car moment for you (laughs) I am good last time we spoke I was completely losing my fucking mind that Casey Musgraves was releasing new music and new music did come out and so I just pretty much all day Thursday just cried which was delightful and joyous and we're getting a new album on March 15th and that's also the weekend that you're in town right Yep. Yep. Okay, great. So I'm going to block off three hours of our time together to just um, sob. <laughs> and then that'll be what we do. But yeah, I'm good. I am ready for the Super Bowl. We're recording before the Super Bowl. So I don't know who wins. I don't know if Taylor Swift announces reputation. I don't know if Usher's going to pop his pussy or not. Like, I don't know anything. <laughs> yeah, do you think he's going to bring out Justin Bieber? Every I have been asked this multiple times today. And like I fucking hope so that's his like protege yeah I don't know how I didn't mention this last week but that concert that Justin Bieber did at the all-star weekend oh my god I have seen every second from every angle of that fucking concert so Justin Bieber is like best friends with the majority of the Toronto Maple Leafs players and in all the pictures of Justin Bieber ever being in he never looks happier than he is with the hockey players. He was like smiling and grinning. It was gorgeous. Beautiful, stunning, gorgeous. Yeah, I just watched it because um I watched like the whole weekend. I was like, he's just so happy. I love him. I am going to get ready for the Super Bowl once we're done. I think San Francisco's gonna win. Okay. You know what I'm just not prepared for. I understand I'm a Taylor Swift fan, right? I just want people to be like, oh my god, look at Taylor Swift. You know what I mean? <laughs> I love it when you get snarky. But yes, I 100% know what you mean. I'm so like, sick like, of like, fucking let me, let me watch. I want to. I want to watch the game in peace. Yeah, for sure. And so. Because you know what's let me so watch the fucking annoying? Is like the Taylor Swift commentary for like 2.5 seconds of a game. Like, just shut the fuck up. How about that? Just be quiet. Yeah. Like, I've been watching the Super Bowl since 2016. <clears throat> I was still going to watch it today if Taylor Swift wasn't going to be there. Right. That's my little rant that I just had to. I think I'm going to have to wear my embarrassing and my Travis Kelsey era sweatshirt. Because <laughs> I don't know what else <laughs> to wear for this game. <laughs> I should have let you borrow it. Yeah. 
I'm going between like jeans and like the sweater and like leggings and the sweater, but it's hot. It's like 70 degrees here. I know it's 70 degrees here too. It's gorgeous. And so I have to figure out the outfit, but I love Super Bowl Sundays, mostly for the food. I'm so excited. I'm about to make potato skins. Seth made wings yesterday. I'm also going to do little the King's Hawaiian ham and Swiss Mm -hmm. hammies. And then I'm also going to do a little cucumber dill sandwich. Yum. Doesn't that sound so yummy? Yes, that's a good spread. What's your fave Super Bowl snack? Hmm. Buffalo chicken dip. I did not make that this year. I usually make that every year. Okay. I was told not to make anything this year, so I'm not making anything. It's a buffalo chicken dip. And then... (laughs) I know people refer to them as like the baby shower meatballs. Oh, but you know, the- <laughs> I'm I'm familiar with the baby shower meatballs. <laughs> Those with the little toothpick. Oh, so. <laughs> so good. Totally agreed. Yeah, I just love all this. This the food and the halftime show is for me what makes the Super Bowl. I could give a shit normally about the game. Yeah, I just I personally think that San Francisco is going to win because they have the hotter hotter team. Oh, okay. That's yeah. And carrying the team for San Francisco is Nick Bosa. Let's let's get it out there. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. also think San Francisco is going to win, but also Christian McCaffrey was my um fantasy running back, and you know I won my fantasy league. I don't know if I've bragged about that publicly, but I really should because I'm so proud of myself. But yeah, I think they're going to win too, and I also think that Patrick Mahomes is going to cry. That's on my <laughs> list today. <laughs> I think he's going to cry and, like, throw a little fit. So it's going to be a good game, so I'm excited. I also, before we get off the Super Bowl, I saw that Brittany Mahomes was at, like, a club in Vegas, and they wouldn't yes. let the brother in. What's his fucking name? Um, Jackson. Yeah, they wouldn't let him in, and she was, like, arguing with the security guard. And the security yeah. guard was like, fuck no, dude. <laughs> he's not coming in here, and he got turned away. Love it. <laughs> I fucking love it. I do too. Have you been reading anything? Um, mm-mm, not really. No. <laughs> Same. I, I just I just read this book. Yeah, I just read this book. Okay, I talked. We talked on Monday of this week, so almost seven days ago, six days ago. I was talking about how I'm reading everything I know about love by Dolly Alderton, and I was so excited to finish it. Spotify said you've reached your monthly listening allowance and we're cutting you off i have four goddamn chapters left i'm so fucking mad i would be so pissed my boyfriend buys the extra chapters like the extra listening minutes i did look into it i did look into it but like that's fucking crazy what happened is that i didn't finish an audiobook like not that i didn't finish it in january because i ran out of like minutes but because i just didn't fucking finish it in january and so I, like, had a little bit into February, and now it's fucked up my whole system. That's messed up. I'm so mad. But, yeah, I'm so I'm still reading that. I'm still reading Crescent City. I'm, like, savoring it. I have about 300 pages left. And then I read Mad. Are you calling it Madame or Madame? I think I'm going to go with Madame. Okay. I definitely <laughs> said Madame in the beginning. You for sure did. So That's gonna, okay. okay. <laughs> I'll be saying Madam from here on out. I'm proud of you. This is growth. Um, and then I finished Madam by Sarah Kate. Yeah, all I read was Madam. And um, I really don't know where to go from this. 
Like, I don't know what to read next. That's fair. It's leaving me in a state of, like, kind of staring at the wall. Like, what do we do now? (laughs) Yep. I don't know what I want to do next, because I've obviously been on this huge fantasy bender, and I do need a break from Miss Sarah J. Mass, because I just, like... This is going to sound fucked up, but, like, I just don't care about the fucking world. I want them to bang and save the world and, like, get to know one another. I don't give a fuck what kind of backstory there is. I don't give a fuck what kind of creatures we got on the world. Like, I just need us to get into it, and that's where I'm at. I feel it. You just want them to have the love. Yeah, not even, like, that I need them to bang, but I just need to have, like, some sort of like dialogue and relationship between these people that we've I have read of this fucking series like almost 2,000 pages I don't need any more goddamn intro I am introduced (laughs) like do you know what I mean yeah you need straight to it no slow burn right straight to it like we can really dive in we have had 2,000 pages of build-up I don't need any any additional build-up so I just like don't know where to go See? I just know I'm never gonna read them. That's so. fair. At this point, I wouldn't recommend for you to read them because if you're gonna read any of them, you have to read A Court of Thorns and Roses, and that's and really you don't need to because I've told you all of it. Exactly. <laughs> I got I got the salve sparks note. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. But yeah, I just like I've been really consumed, but now I'm starting to fall behind on my reading goal, so like I cannot keep reading these thousand page books. I need some fucking novella. (laughs) There's like no novellas coming out. I am excited because I know we talked about this a little bit last week, but Tessa Bailey's book comes out, I'm pretty sure, on Valentine's Day. And then Lauren Asher announced her next book that's coming out in the Love Redesigned series. Mm -hmm. Or Blake Lakefront. I don't I don't know. Yeah, one of those. And I know um LJ's second book so the first one was ruthless rival and so cruel castaways comes out in april oh shit you love and i i love ruthless rival because i that was the time i still love that trope i love like the lawyer like yeah like the rolling against each other that's why i loved suits so um i'm intrigued by what cruel castaways will be like also, L. Kennedy announced Dixon Rule. So the next one after the Graham effect is going to come out this summer, too. Pumped. So we really got a lot of things. There's a lot of shit happening in the weeds right now. And I just need to keep on keeping on. Maybe after Madam, we read like fucking Rena. You know what I mean? Like, going. That's how we rebuild the foundation is that we strip it to the bottom and then we just keep going up. Hey, you know I'm A-OK with Rena. We can do God we can do God of Pain. I think that that's the one that I tried to start reading. What about Landon? About the psychopath? They're so all Landon, Landon is the brother of the girl that the first book was about. I'm not following. He's a, he's I'm not even... Skull- He's a sculptor. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. I started that. Yes. Yes. That's God of Pain. Mm. We can talk about it. We can go on a little, we can go on a little adventure. <laughs> My, yesterday I posted on the pod Instagram because yesterday I had a fucking rock star morning because I was reading Madam until about two o'clock in the morning and I was so horny. Like this book was crazy. 
Yeah. Um, so I had morning sex, which I'm not normally a fan of. Seth is a fan of, but obviously I was in the right frame of mind. I had done all of the pre-works to be ready for morning sex. And then I went to Zumba. I was the baddest bitch alive yesterday. Like there was no touching me. There was no coming near me. It was great. You were like, had that glow. You're like, I am here. I am mm-hmm. ready. Mm-hmm. My sister-in-law, but I did post this on the pod story because I treat the podcast Instagram story as if it, no one I know is going to see it, which is <laughs> fucking crazy. Um, and my sister-in-law was like, do you have Judy blocked from this? Like, is she going to see this? <laughs> but she be recommending some wild shit to me. So like, <laughs> at this point, there are no boundaries. <laughs> I was about to say, Judy's over here reading Rena. There's no boundaries. Let me read you what Judy texted me last week. She read Meet Your Match by Candy Steiner. She said, I read the first in the series because you recommended it. I swear to God, the second one is even better. I was like, okay, well, here I am. Now I know what I'm doing next. (laughs) That's so funny. Bless her. Okay. Should we we get into it? Yeah. So getting into it, first we'll talk about Sarah Kate. So Sarah Kate writes forbidden romance with lots of angst, age gap, and heaps of steam. Living in Arizona with her husband and kids, Sarah spends most of her time reading, writing, or baking. Books by Sarah Kate include The Wild Boys Duet, The Good Brother Series, and The Cocky Hero Club. Today we are discussing Madam, which is the last book in her Salicious Players Club series. And follows the untraditional love story of Eden, Clay, and Jade. And the dedication is, this book is dedicated to everyone who found a home at Salicious Players Club. To everyone who loved Eden from the start and knew the series wouldn't be complete without her story. And to the fighters and to the horny moms. I love that she dedicated it to the horny moms. Okay. Getting into this week's plot review. After running away from her past to save her son, Eden finds herself staring in the mirror, ready to become a submissive for a wealthy man as a way out. Instead, she begins her journey as a dominatrix and lands herself at Salicious Players Club. Madam Kink is a successful and powerful dom, and Eden has kept her life completely separate from Madam Kink. Eden falls for Clay, one of her clients, and begins to question if she can keep leading two separate lives. One where she is Madam Kink, and one where she is Eden, Jack's mom. After Clay and Eden split, she's ready to write him off forever and continue her lonely double life, but a night out with her son puts Clay in her path again and his new girlfriend, Jade, and Eden realizes that she can't close herself off to two people who love her and that maybe sometimes she can be submissive too. So I am giving this four stars. You guys know I love a sex club. I really do enjoy the series. I think I read all the books but two in this series. I was so intrigued by this book from the start with the whole like Dom thing and like the female main character being like the dominant one because it was just very different than what I have like previously read. Yes, this book was beyond hot and very intriguing. But I personally think the overall message was definitely just, like, woman's empowerment. Like, this book was for the girls. First, Clay. I have mixed feelings for Clay. Like, I kind of like him, but I kind of don't like him. And I don't think it was fair for how he, like, originally treated Eden in the beginning. To me, personally, the girls stole the show in this book. 
Eden was so confident and empowering and just like an overall badass in the book. I like how Jade on the outside was completely different than Eden, but I really applaud Jade for like going to Eden for help and like wanting to get more in touch with her sexuality and like what her kinks were. But at times I was very annoyed with all the characters because I was just like, this is too much. Like y'all need to have some kind of communication. But for me, I really did find Jade immature at times. Like she could not be like, it wasn't Eden's fault that Jade was like feeling all these emotions. I feel like at times Jade and Clay got mad at Eden for doing her job. And I'm just like, this is too like high school, like grow into your emotions. Like they got upset when Eden like put up this boundary. I was just like, Eden was trying to do the responsible thing, I believe. And they were just like being way too immature about it. I like that the characters went on this journey where they like not only went like went on to discover who they are. We saw Clay talk to his mom, but like realize that it's okay to love, like especially like Ethan was like very scared to love. And sometimes just like love looks different. I personally do not think I could be like Eden. I just don't think I have that like dominant, like dom aspect in me. But I think that like being able to be like her is badass. And I think that this was just like a good like bow on like the top of the series we saw like other characters um we got like a little backstory and like um what did what's the book that we covered on this series give me more so it was mm-hmm. another thruple so we saw how they were doing so i enjoyed that some little quotes um so jade watches the gilmore girls so like that's my show and she says, maybe watching a fictional character make poor choices is therapeutic in recovery from making my own poor choices. I was like, love it. She said um, in response to Roy hooking up with Mary Dean. Like, yeah, everyone feels the same way. <laughs> it was great. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> and I like when Eden said this, because this was something that I could relate to when she says, why do I feel like I'm passing up on something amazing by choosing to live alone? I have Jack. My life is fulfilling. The idea that I need a partner is so ridiculous. So I think that there becomes like a time when you have been single for like a certain amount of time. You're like, I have everything. Like, why do I need to have this partner? That's ridiculous. But like, you actually do want that. So um, I really like when she said that. And just like the overall I convos on like masturbation. I feel like that is just like very taboo. And so this book was just like a book of taboos. But I just like the openness of the book. Okay, so I gave this 3.7 stars. I agree with you that it was for sure about women's empowerment at the end of the day. And I really like what you said about like the good conversations that we had. So I would like to say in no way am what I'm about to say kink shaming or anything of the sort. I just don't think this was for me. And I think that that's where I struggled because it kind of puts in perspective like Reverse harems are so popular as books because everybody loves to read about because majority of women, majority of romance readers are women, right? And we love to read about this thought of like, I guess, especially straight women, all these men being obsessed with us, right? Cocks everywhere. Men are obsessed with us. We get worshipped nonstop. Reading about two women and one man was hard for me. And I think it's because there was like potential jealousy in the room with us. And even though they worked through their shit fine, it was just hard for me to imagine because I feel like I couldn't place myself there. Like I couldn't feel those things and I knew that I would feel upset. So I was, I was projecting my feelings onto them. Does that make sense? 
No, I agree. I think it's definitely easier for me to read male, male, female than male, female, female. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. It was just tough. So I think this book was good because it had a lot of things that we haven't read or talked about before, especially like we're almost 100 episodes into this podcast. So I like when we get something that's different and we get to like have these fun conversations. Um, So I enjoy that it's opening us up to new things, especially the series was so popular for a series about sex clubs. I feel like it was universally read, which is not always the case. So I appreciate that like poly relationships from this perspective are getting more attention and like maybe people are talking about it more. Um, (laughs) I also struggled with a woman being dominant and Clay, the man being submissive just because it was different. Like you said it, like, I don't think that that's for me because I didn't hate it, but I just can't picture myself there. Like, I think naturally I can be more dominant in relationships, but not in this way, right? Like sometimes when you think of dominance in the bedroom, you think of like little grapples of power and not in like a crawl to me, kiss my shoes pet type of way. So I think the, that- The pet came back in this one. The <laughs> pet came back. I pet, what the fuck? <laughs> so I think I struggled with that a little bit too. Um I loved Eden. I think Eden was the shining star of this book for me. I ended up liking Jade, but I agree with what you said about her being a little immature. And I'm going to rant about this in a second, too. Um, But seeing two women in a relationship was just harder for me to read than two men. I don't know. I, maybe this is my misogynistic take of the day, but that's just where I'm at. Um, I also really struggled, and you said this too, so I'm glad I'm not alone. I really struggled with the way that they seem to, like, toe right up to the line of her boundaries to, like, Mm -hmm. push her in a way. And I wanted to be like, what the fuck? Like, she was so respectful of their boundaries and, like, constantly checked in on them. And I think that that's from being a sex worker. And so the fact that they were just, like, not caring of hers. Like, the one night at the club when Jade and Clay bring up Jack, And that was, like, her one thing, like, do not talk about my son in this area and in this environment. And they bring it up while they're in the fucking voyeur room. And, like, I don't know what the sound is like, but it just pissed me the fuck off. Like, do not talk about her son. That's her one boundary that she set. And when they were having their argument, when she was, like, went to the apartment was, like, I need to, like, end this. And Jay talked about Jack again. I'm, like, no. Like, I would never, like, you guys are crossing this boundary so many times. She like none of her coworkers even knew about Jack, and I was like, she is trying to set up these boundaries, and you guys are throwing her kid in her face. Yes, fucked up. And then at one point too, she and Jade and Eden are on their own doing their own thing, and she's talking about like why Clay needs to be submissive, and Jade's like, oh, so you beat him? I'm like, girl, like you do not understand the whole point of this. Like, why are you interested in this lifestyle if you're not taking time to like learn and be respectful about it? Yeah, that's like how I was just like, Jade is just too immature for me. Yeah, so those kind of things really pissed me off because I feel like Eden was so powerful, so respectful, like so good at what she did, but then they didn't give her that same respect. And so that pissed me off. So I struggled with some of the personality dynamics. Not some of them. I struggled with Jade and Clay. Um, But I also love that you get sneak peeks of the other couples in the series because I think that that's just a really good way to wrap this up, like everyone's moving on, Salacious is changing, but here's like a nice little bow on it, kind of like what you said. Okay, I have a couple quotes. 
So my first one is Eden says, if you're going to be a people pleaser, the first person you need to please is yourself. Like, okay, queen, love that. Um, And then there's nothing wrong with being submissive or selfless, but you have to know your own boundaries before you can expect anyone else to respect them. And I was like, that stepped on my neck a little bit. (laughs) And then the first glimpse that we get into her, the dom, she says, as gross as it is, I love seeing people like this. It's like a cleansing ritual or an exorcism. They come to me carrying baggage, guilt, pain, worry, and stress, but within a few hours, whether it be from pain or time in some subspace, the leave, they leave feeling refreshed and renewed. So I really, like, I think that this does a really good job of talking about sex work. So it pissed me off so much that we didn't respect her boundaries and, like, acknowledge what she needed because she was one very good at providing that for others and like continuously checking in on people as she was working with them and two like I just think that she deserved that respect because she had given it to so many like women and people in the club it just pissed me off that she is this like pillar she is this pillar of like salacious perfection and then everyone else I'm like y'all should be kissing her fucking feet because she deserves more yeah like, when they were making fun of, like, how she was about aftercare, I'm yeah. just like, I'm just like, Eden, you're giving these people too much, like, opportunities to be mean to you. Yeah, like, I feel like there are better people that could have come in after them, and they could have treated you better. Because, like, aftercare should be your favorite part of anything. Like, she wanted to make sure that you were taken care of, and you had water, and you were hydrated. Like, mm-hmm. piss me off. Okay, we have to get into the spice because this is what the whole book was about. I personally gave it three peppers. How many did you give it? I gave it four and I really considered giving it five. (laughs) I gave it three juicy peppers and I specifically need to talk about three scenes. The last scene when Eden is the sub. Okay, so they're okay. Eden is the sub. And so this op, so they like start like doing their sub stuff. And then Jade decides to wear a strap on and have Eden be on top. And so when they're doing this, Clay goes and gets these like candles. And like, I don't think I personally could do wax play, but like it was hot to read about. So he is like coating this like wax on Eden and Jade. And Jade says, Clay comes back this time without the candle and pinches her wax coated nipple again. His other hand grips her throat tight, so she is utterly surrounded by us, our touch overwhelming her body. Her orgasm is a slow build, and I watch the way it climbs through every inch of her body. Then there's, like, another time they're having sex. And so Eden says, slap her ass for me, she says in a panting breath. Clay says, gladly, I reply, rearing my hand back. I let it land against Jade's ass in a loud crack. She whimpers loudly, so I do it again. Then Eden goes, now pull her hair. She's writhing on her chair, her eyes glued to us on the bed. Reaching down to Jade, I grab her by the scalp and drag her upwards as I continue pounding into her from behind. My other hand slides down her front and I pinch her clit between my fingers, making her scream. It's like, not only do they have like crazy sex in the club, they also had hot sex outside of the club. My personal favorite club scene was when they all used, when they used a vibrator on clay and then a different vibrator on Eden and Jade. That blew, that was just insane. So they put like a vibrating like plug 
and Clay is like ass. So Clay says, suddenly the vibration in my ass takes me by surprise. My hips thrust and I groan with a slam of my head against the backboard. And then he goes, I can't, I can't take another second without my cock buried deep inside her. So while I align the head of my dick with her pussy, I look at Eden. Her tongue peeks out and runs across hers as I drive my cock into Jade. And Clay goes, I want her to feel this too, baby. Let her feel it. In her hand, Jade squeezes the remote, and at that exact moment, Eden throws her head back on her cry. Her legs open so we can see the purple vibrator as it pulses against her clit. Like, what? Fucking insanity. That is fucking insanity. I was just like, how does she come up with this? That's what I'm saying. That's what I want to know. Sarah Kate, tell us about your personal life. We are intrigued. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I gave this four peppers. The great thing about this is that I am highlighting three completely different scenes. Like, they fucked so much in this book. We had so many options to choose from. Um, So I'm going to start off mild and then I'm going to get to absolutely filthy. First of all, the way that they talk to each other was just really hot. And so when Eden is messing around with Jade in the dressing room when they're shopping for clothes and she's fingering her in the dressing room, she says, reach into my back pocket, pull out my phone and record this for your boyfriend. By the time I get my camera app open on my phone and focused on us, she's thrusting hard and I'm soaring towards my climax. This was the only time where I was like, maybe I could be in a throuple. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that's in the guards for me because that's hot. Something I've also discovered about myself while doing this podcast is that anytime someone's getting pegged, I'm into it. So the pegging was fucking crazy. And it happened more than once. But in the flashback, we get the first time that Eden pegs Clay. So fuck he groans as I thrust again it's a good fuck which means I was right he does love this with both of us kneeling on the bed me behind him I love how his body leans into mine as I hold his cock with a tight grip I stroke him to the rhythm of my thrust I can feel every tremble every spasm and sputter with my hand on the back of his neck I shove him onto all fours grab his hips driving the strap on farther inside him you want to come don't you i ask him in a teasing tone yes madam then ask nicely i say on a thrust yep okay yeah anytime someone's getting pegged i'm talking about it so there's that and then the first threesome that they have that's not in the club when they're all like coming together at clay's house for the first time Jade's hand wraps around my cock as Eden lifts herself up. Then Jade guides me to Eden's waiting cunt. They stare into each other's eyes, lips parted, and pupils dilated as Eden lowers her hips, sliding me home. Jade's fingers are there the whole time, feeling everything. It feels like I'm fucking both of them. Here's the deal. When they were together and they were banging, everything was fine. (laughs) These people could communicate so well while they were fucking and they were naked it was when they had clothes on that I was like baby what is going on (laughs) we need to figure some things out but the sex was I mean like out of this world every time it was hot and I like how they like used the club like they had the voyeur room they had her room so I was I was just very intrigued this is not a book that you read in public though no this is not, this is a book that you record the podcast in your car. <laughs> yes. Yes, indeed. 
Empty. This is the first time you've ever had to record from the car. That's so funny. I was just like, I was like, I can't, I was like, I can't do this at home. <laughs> no freaking way. Sad. Okay. Do you want to get into some discussion questions? Yes, because I've been thinking about this as, as soon as I was reading it. Do you think that Jade should have told Clay earlier that like, she was seeing Eden at the club? 100%. Like, I was so shocked that this was being a secret. I think that I was, I understand where Eden was coming from at the end where she was like, we cannot be in a relationship because we cannot be honest about anything. Like everyone is lying about everything for no reason. Because I was also pissed off that she didn't tell her dad that she was seeing Clay. Like that was such a big part of the plot line and it shouldn't have been. It was stupid. Yeah. So I think that the fact, because this is my thing. If the roles were reversed, I'd be pissed at my boyfriend. Mm-hmm. I, I would not. Ha- I would not have a boyfriend anymore. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, what do you like? What do you mean? And especially since, like, it was like early on that Jade caught these feelings for Eden, and like it was like his ex. I was just like, what the fuck? Yeah, I think that that's why this was hard for me because I would have been a jealous psychopath for so much of this. So much of this, exactly. So. I was just, I was thinking about that the whole time. Okay, this leads me into my next, my question for you. Because do you think that you could be in a polyamorous relationship of any sort? Absolutely not. You don't think you could? No, absolutely not. I I would get too jealous too quick. With another woman? What if you had a gaggle of boys? Do you think you could do it with men? No. Okay. I'm just not. I think as I get, if I don't know if this makes me crazy or not, but like even if I don't get like a text for four hours, I'm gonna spiral. That's with one man. <laughs> and if I have to deal with it with two men, no. <laughs> I feel like people are probably like, "Oh my god, she's being dramatic. She is being one hundred percent serious. hundred <laughs> percent serious." So me personally, I cannot. Could you? With another woman? Fuck no. Like, absolutely (laughs) not. I don't even want Seth to be happy after I'm dead. Like, there's no way I want him to be happy with someone else while I'm alive. So no. With multiple men? I'm thinking maybe. But I think that in my brain, they would have to have completely different personalities. Because if I felt like they overlapped, then it would feel like cheating. You know what I mean? Like, yes, I would like, um, I think for it to work, like, and there's, I think them being friends is weird. The guys being friends. Yeah. Guys being friends. Yeah. I can see that. So I don't know. I just, I don't know. I just don't know. Because I think what made this hard for me, right. Is like, Jade wanted to be dominant and Eden was already dominant. So I'm kind of like, you have like two of the same types of people. You know what I mean? Like you and I could never be in someone's throuple because we have similar personalities. And it's like, well, why do you need both of us? And so if they were completely different, maybe to me, that would make sense. All right. Because I think because that's how their whole like relationship started because Jade can say all she wants that she does not she did not go to Eden for Clay. That's the sole purpose right. why Jade went to Eden was because she was jealous 
and she, she wanted, wanted to, be to like be yeah. better and like I was like you can say that all like every time you want but like you went because you're jealous right and you wanted to like morph who you were right so if it's born out of jealousy I have a really hard time believing that we could like get over it yeah because we saw the jealousy like continue to happen when like Eden was with other clients yeah it's like there can't be any jealousy like involved and I also feel like neither of them are gonna let her continue like if she didn't take the new job they would not have yeah. let her continue working and that pisses me off too mm-hmm. yeah that's when Eden was just the star of the show she was I agree okay um I also want to know because Eden makes everybody take a quiz about like their king quiz and I feel like we both taken the quiz at some point because it was like really popular and yeah everybody took the quiz but if you took her quiz right now, do you think it would say that you're submissive, dominant, or switch? Definitely submissive. Hundred yours. Okay. I don't know. I wouldn't be dominant. I would be more submissive. And I guess maybe occasionally I could be a switch, but I just I'm like struggling to view like this book is making me struggle to think of how I think of dominance in the bedroom. Like, because we read books all the time and guys are like, put your hands here and like do this. And that's different to me than, like, crawl on the floor and kiss my feet and and all this stuff. No, I agree. So, like, I think definitely, like, submissive because I'm just – I'm not comfortable yet with, like, sex to be dominant. But I think definitely submissive for me. Are you comfortable? Do you talk yet during sex or we're still still pretty quiet? Trying. Trying. (laughs) Growth. How do you? (laughs) Trying. Growth. Okay, well, getting into our favorite segment of how we view Clay. I view Clay as like a young Matthew McConaughey or a young Paul Rudd, sort of like timelessly good looking, well dressed, comes from money, but also kind of bland. Like he's not doing anything particularly for me. I don't know if Jade was Asian, but I did picture her as Asian as like a Charlie's Angels era Lucy Liu. I have no idea how I would picture Eden. Like she was hot and she was powerful, but I can't picture it in my mind. <clears throat> Clay seems like the type of guy to have delicious forearms. I feel like he might would drink tea in the afternoons. He's going to play catch outside with the kids. He loves going to the farmer's market and picking up fresh flowers. Like, Clay was fine. Clay was not Eden, but Clay was fine. Yeah, this was, like, a tough one for me because I just, nobody could, like, I couldn't just picture anybody in my mind that, like, would be Clay. Um, I think Clay works out at, like, the YMCA or, like, an LA Fitness. He wears, like, old college shirts. He's a dad that's, like, at a parent-teacher conference. He helps his kids sell Girl Scout cookies. Like, he's, to me, like, an average Joe. He does love sex, and he never misses an opportunity to, like, touch you in public. Oddly specific, but for some reason, I feel like he would have the tattoo wedding band instead of, like, an actual ring. And he definitely owns two golden retrievers and drives a Jeep Wrangler with, like, the top down. Oh, so Clay's giving white boy. Clay is, like, white as white Clay, Clay, that's exactly what I thought. Like, when he said that, like, he played baseball in college, I was, like, white boy. Also, when he was, like, yeah, and I tore my ACL, I'm, like, no, I cannot handle the tore my ACL or I would have been pro. Like, I cannot go down this path right now. Yeah, so, like, I just, invite, like, imagine him as that kind of dude. Yeah, Clay's, like, done what he white. White boy white. Yes. Um, yeah. I agree with that for you. 
So now we have to put him in our scientifically proven boyfriend pyramid. So at the bottom, you have ultimate friends with benefits. Could be long-term, short-term. There's Y'all are just messing around. Then at the next level, you have meet the parent. So he could be the one, could not be the one. Then we're moving into suburbia with a white picket fence. And then God tier is at like the top of the top with just an extra oomph. So Sav, where are you putting clay? This is a tough one because I don't know that I'm putting clay anywhere. I think I'm going to put the, the experience. I'm putting the clay jade even in the club experience. And that is something that I would date casually. That's something that I would meet the parents with. Aside from, yeah. like, the actual meeting the parents, because that would never fucking happen. But, like, I don't want to just do it once. I want to do it, like, for a while. Like, for two years of my life, I'm going off the grid, and I'm joining a throuple. And, like, I'll see y'all later. It's kind of like I'm joining the Peace Corps, but instead I'm going to be in this weird sex club. That's kind of my vibe. Um, I'm saying meet the parents. And I don't, I don't really think there's room for growth. But I think that, like, it would be, he's kind of just that, like, you just graduated from college, you're in a new city, or you moved back home, kind of like shindig. Yeah, I kind of agree with that. Like, the show Sex Life, you know how she's, like, thinking back fondly to all this hot sex that she had? Mm -hmm. Um, I haven't finished the show, so I do think that she ends up cheating on her husband. That's not the plan that I'm taking. I would just, like, fondly refer back to all these hot experiences that I had. I agree. That's how I am. Thanks, everybody, for listening to this episode of The Spice Rack. We hope that you enjoyed and experienced Madam by Sarah Kate and all of the Salicious Players Club books. And next week, we're going to take a turn and do 1111 by Michaela Smeltzer. It is a reverse age gap. And we haven't read it, but I'm feeling I'm feeling good vibes. Yeah, so we hope you guys enjoyed this book. We've been having some spicy reads so far this year. We're on a good, we're on a good roll. Um, Happy Valentine's Day. I hope you all have a joyous day with your significant other, with yourself, with your friends, with your vibrator. Do whatever you need to do um, for the day of love. And we will see you all next week. Bye, guys.